Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Voice America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Now that recessionary times have become a long-term reality, a lot of businesses are trying to figure out the art of rainmaking. Casey Victor helps lawyers increase their business by honing marketing strengths and learning leadership skills. Casey's Make It Rain work began as an aspect of her legal executive recruiting work. It may sound cliche, but a well-thought-out, well-drafted, realistic business plan can help lawyers and other service professionals grow their work where they are or succeed somewhere else that Casey might advise, and um, she helps them with either situation. It is my pleasure to have Casey on the show with us today, and we're going to ask her a lot of questions about rainmaking. Welcome, Casey. Thank you, Cindy. It's a pleasure to be here. It's really a pleasure to have you. And I have to say, completely off topic, so proud of our USA teams at the Olympics. Uh, it is off topic, and it is wonderful. Uh, I, I've fallen in love a couple of times in the past 10 days. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think we all are. It, patriotism is an important part of group social confidence and conscious, and um, I think America's feeling a little good. Yeah, also it is a good kind of segue into not the most important part of rainmaking, but um, one of the crucial things to remember when you're trying to connect with people and rainmaking is all about connections, are that there are some not entirely what is the weather boring topics that are still inevitably safe topics. I think rooting for the U.S. Olympic team is an inevitably safe topic. I think that, and that does have to do with rainmaking because right. it's about connections, but I'm not going to surmise because you are a rainmaking expert, so I'm going to ask you to define for our listeners right at the beginning of the show what rainmaking is and how it applies to business. Rainmaking is getting, growing, keeping, nurturing a client base. Um, it can happen in any profession. It does happen in any profession. I particularly focus on service professions, and as you said, most of my focus is on lawyers, but I think that uh, the rainmaking aspects are common across the world in most work and almost entirely identical across service professions. 
Yeah, and I think that what we want to know, what what my listeners will be curious to know, is everybody knows that you do this primarily for lawyers, Casey, but how it does apply to other service provider it, professionals it as well. all over the place. Um, let me start with what I think is the most crucial aspect of rainmaking, whether you've been doing it for, you know, 10 days, 10 weeks, 40 years. It is important to really remember that most of the business anybody tries to get, he or she will not get. And um, a lawyer particularly has had a very, very good year if 20% of the work that's pursued ends up in the door. And that does not mean that the other people who you have not obtained as clients don't like you, don't think you're a good lawyer, don't want to give you work. There could be all sorts of reasons. There may be a handful who don't want to give you work. But it's just as likely and perhaps more likely that they already have a lawyer they like. Um, That relationship may wane, that they just don't need your skills right now. That can change. You know, forefront must be, I'd like to call it something other than courage because I don't think it's courage. It would be courage if you thought it really was a defeat. I want to help people change their attitude about what is success and what is defeat. Well, that's a big deal because a lot of people have their preconceived values of success or wins and defeat or failure. And I'm sure that you have to really do some mind adjusting. What? Absolutely. Mind adjusting. Um, I tell people that they've had a good day if they've read a, you know, national publication, a local publication, a trade publication, and learned of one more client they would like to try to get in front of. Lawyers are particularly restricted in this world. They're not allowed to cold call. But there are ways to get in front of people, and most of your listeners would not be restricted in that way. We'd... I happen to be in Los Angeles, as uh, some of your listeners may know. Read the L.A. Business Journal every week. Uh, if there is all of a sudden a success of a company being reported, a local company, it is simply per- fine to get on the telephone, dial in, ask to speak to the CEO and say, I read this article. I'm just so happy about it uh, for you. Um how did you do it? You want to talk about it? Can we have a cup of coffee? I mean, if they're too busy, you'll be blocked by the secretary. Most people like to be noticed, especially when they've been noticed in the press. Right. No, I think that's true. So it's a that's a very good pointer. If somebody is in the media, there's nothing wrong with picking up the phone and congratulating, even if you're – I mean, I know that you would probably encourage – voice-to-voice conversation, but even dropping an email, at least it's a nice nice networking outreach, right? Absolutely. And dropping an email to somebody who's not a total stranger actually is close to as effective as a voice uh, conversation. Dropping an email to somebody who is absolutely a total stranger can sometimes just go into cyberspace. Right, right. No, I, or, you know, the other thing I would imagine is, is you can read articles and if you, read articles where you know a person is going to be at a networking event, that gives you, it breaks the ice for you to go over them and introduce yourself to them and say, hey, I read your article in, you know, the Daily Journal. Absolutely. And um, 
I was very, very impressed by that. Who's not going to like that? Nobody I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, so again, these are very, very basic elements of rainmaking, and it's basically, you know, teaching people how to connect with people, if I put it in the very, very, very basic sense. Which is what, if you're a skilled professional, it ends up being about. Um, there are cases, we all know them, uh, where people who are not skilled professionals nonetheless have a number of clients, but mostly the people who are professional successes are good at what they do. Purchasers of legal talent, of dental skills, I mean, I actually have no idea if my dentist is a fabulous dentist. I know I think he's a good dentist, and I won't know unless all of a sudden my teeth start to be in big trouble. Well, you have a beautiful smile, so well, the dentist you. seems but, to be okay. Uh, but it's the same way about many professions, certainly lawyers. Once somebody reaches a level of being a good lawyer, unless it's an extremely complicated transaction or litigation, the client will not necessarily know or care if you are the best at it. They will care if their phone calls are returned. They will care if uh, you, you know, have an idea about how they can better run their business and you share it instead of just thinking, oh, I'm their lawyer. That's not my, my business. It is your business if you're their lawyer. It is your business if you're their CPA. It is your business if you're their PR person, although, of course, in PR it may be a little more obvious. That's what you do if you have a better idea of how to run their business. But, uh, you know, just stay involved. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh, staying involved is a good idea. Um, you know, figure out ways to connect and communicate is another way of saying stay involved, right? Absolutely. Um and for, you know, the right, the right client, no piece of business is ever going to be too small. One way to stay involved is if somebody who hasn't considered using you calls you up and I'm, I'm making this up, but I'm not really making it up. You know, you're an event planner. So for somebody who's an event planner, there probably are some in your audience. And uh, you'd like to plan these, somebody's major corporate retreat. But you're not being given an opportunity to plan their major corporate retreat. You're being given an opportunity to plan the barbecue at the boss's house that will have 30 people. Your answer is yes. <laughs> you know, you want to be able to do anything for a client that you don't yet have and would like to have. No, I, no, I think that any opportunity where you can connect, do it. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not, but you don't want to be taken advantage of either because that can happen over and over oh, no, again. And you don't necessarily want to do very much free. You might be willing to do a little bit free. You're still going to charge for the barbecue. Yeah, well, good. I'm glad that you said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think your point is, and tell me if I'm hearing you correctly, that, you know, sometimes you, if you want to connect with somebody and make a relationship with somebody and perhaps encourage more business with that person, maybe the way to get in is by handling a small job that you do really, really, really well. And that's sampling your services. And if they really like you and if they're really happy with that small sample, it's likely that they're going to keep you in their um, box, uh, you know, for when they need somebody to work on a particular part of business. I agree, and what I was trying to put the fo- where I was trying to put the focus is not that you seek out that work. Uh, 
solid professionals wouldn't seek out that work. But it, if it's offered, if that's all that's offered, don't ever think it's beneath you. You know, if it's uh, a half a day of work and you wanted a month-long project, you do the half a day. I think that's such good advice. Yeah. Um, again, I brought up in the introduction the stink economy, you mm-hmm. know, that we're all living with one way or the other. You know, it's affecting all of us in in one way or another. And if you can, if there's a way that you can sample services for a person that you would like to have a longer-term relationship with, by all means, do it. Don't be taken advantage of because you don't want to be seemed like a Pardon my, you know, pun, but a but a cheap penny, because right. <laughs> that's not good either. But if you really have an opportunity to make a little bit of money by really showcasing what you can do and being in front of a community where they're seeing your demonstration of talent as well, you take that opportunity. Absolutely. I just learned a few days ago of a significantly sized law firm that has cut in approximately half the um, compensation of some of their more senior lawyers who didn't have enough business. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that's happening. These people may stay. These people may go. I don't know even if they stay how long they'll be welcome to stay. But what will happen probably to at least a few of them is that they won't have a better option than hanging out a shingle and perhaps for the first time in their lives trying to uh, sit at a desk or in a shared office suite and bring in business. No, and exactly right. Again, the basics, preliminary steps to rainmaking. Well, listen, we're coming to the end of this of this segment. Casey, I told you that these segments fly by. So when you do 45 minutes to an hour, it's not really, it's not laborious in any way. Right. Um, I want to plug your website. It's uh, The company is Victor Legal Solutions. So it's www.victorls.com. Okay. So for the record, please go with the Victor Legal Solutions. Victor LS. Okay. Dot com. Please Google my name, which is unusual, which is K period, C period, Victor, and you'll find me. Don't go away. We'll have more about rainmaking, and we want to make it rain for you. So come back after this. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com 
or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows, VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back and we're talking about rainmaking with, with the rainmaking expert. Casey Victor and Casey, just so you know, our fabulous engineers are going to fix your website in the last segment. So everybody will know to get, get where to get you, where to find you in case they want to have some rain made for themselves. Okay. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Um, so are rainmakers born or made or both? Let's talk about people. I mean, can you, is everybody a rainmaker? Does everybody have a rainmaker in them? Or can some people, some people, is it just not for them? I believe almost everybody has a rainmaker in them. Uh, and I don't need to talk about the, you know, low single digit percentages who are just so painfully introverted that, you know, they probably have a nervous breakdown if they try to do, do rainmaking. So let's talk about almost everybody. Um, there are people you go to a party who are all over the room by the end of the evening. There are people who, when you go to a party, they've spoken with two or three people by the end of the evening. Both of those people are rainmakers. The one thing that I don't do is teach people to go against their grain. If you're the person who's going to have spoken with 30 people by the end of an evening, you probably will end up having no intense relationships with any of them, you'll know a little bit about all of them and could come back to it. I think real rainmaking comes not necessarily from being the person who at a party would speak to two or three people, but at least following up intensely. If I know that your child went to the same school as my child, that will not necessarily help me get you as a client, but it will help me get an opportunity to speak with you more. I can then go in and say, I'd like to learn about your business. Um, what I do is what I teach rainmaking, but anybody can do this for themselves. Uh, you literally make a list of who you know, how you know them, how long you've known them, how well you know them. I ask people questions like, did they go to summer camp? Could they get a summer camp alumni directory? You know, uh, did if most, of course, I'm dealing with lawyers, so all the people I'm dealing with went to college. Can you get a college alumni directory? And for lawyers, by the way, your college alumni directory is more important than your law school alumni directory because your college alumni directory are potential clients. Your law school alumni directory may be, but most of them are competitors. Right. Um, what um, happens is, were you in the glee club? Were you a cheerleader? You have a religious affiliation. Now, that gets a little tricky because although it happens sometimes, I don't advise it. I don't think it's a great idea. You know, do you want to necessarily cross your spiritual life with your commercial life? 
But you couldn't do that in a delicate manner that really is a combination of the two and not just substituting commercial for spiritual. Right. I, you know, it's I, sometimes I would guess that you want to stay away from um, what I will call potentially incendiary topics like politics. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> ab- ab- absolutely. Um, or religion. I mean, when I think we're going to talk religion at a business meeting, it's only if you've met somebody in that context. Uh, I, you know, people meet each other at political fundraisers, but if you haven't met somebody at a political fundraiser, it's, it's taboo. Uh, there's, yeah. you know, when I first got out to Los Angeles, I ended up joining a, um, and still involved with a battered women and children's shelter joining, joining the board. And, um, I thought that that was about as non-controversial as it could get. I just don't know people who are in favor of domestic violence. Uh, I don't. I, well, if there were people in favor of it, I don't think you want to hang around with them. Right. Right. Exactly. I don't think you want to do business with them either. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think that that's a very good point. It's interesting, you know, in the communications business, people who have been, you know, sort of really respected this arena, like. You know, you could like him or hate him, but Roger Ailes, who now heads up Murdoch, you know, he was counsel to the senior Bush administration. And I had the opportunity to hire him once when I was a division president at Playboy Enterprises. Um, don't share the same po- political views, but he's brilliant. And one of the things that he said has always stuck with me. He said, politicians never want to play the abortion card because it's so polarized that you're going to end up losing everybody. For everybody you win, you lose one. And I'm sure that there's topics like that in business, too, that you just want to stay away from. There's really nothing to gain because for every person that you might be able to gain, you're going to lose just as many. Would you say that's applicable or a little off? No, I think it's applicable, and I think it also goes for bigger picture political things, political with a small p. I mean, there are categories of the way people view the world. And uh, at let's say at the extreme ends, for instance, there are people who believe that there should be no welfare-type state support, and there are people who believe that anybody who applies for it should be able to get a welfare-type state support. I don't think there are very many people at those extremes. But for instance, that's not who you're voting for. That's not a, are you, you know, a Republican or a Democrat in this election year? But you don't necessarily want to talk about those things either. Right, right. No, I, no, I, that's why I thought it was applicable. Basic communication skills um, usually go across the board with but I'm many, many. Talk about something that has to do with values that really isn't political but is quite important in figuring out which clients to pursue and which clients you'll get along with. I'm dealing with people who are very good professionals, but I have a distinction in my world, and I think many other worlds have this too, between people who want to do perfect work and people who want to do very good work. In the legal world, to get perfect work, you're paying a huge amount of money per hour, and it is frequently close to or occasionally actually perfect. Um, 
If you want very good work, you're probably paying somewhere between a third to a half of that hourly rate, and you will get very good work. Uh, I would not recommend that somebody who wants to do perfect work pursue clients who can't pay those bills and also it's not essential to them to get perfect work done. Most organizations don't need perfect work. What they need is very good work. Well, that's a very, very good point. I mean, that is, and I haven't heard people say that very often. Mm-hmm. Um, so would you counsel people to um, position themselves that way? Would you say, you know what, <laughs> you know, I don't do perfect work, but I do really good work? No. How do you handle no, that no, marketing no, 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 no. You, but, but you can understand. No, but you can understand. If I used to make a joke about um, myself and my husband when we were raising our daughter, who's now a mother, you know, we're, we're beyond we're beyond that era. Um, I used to say she was very lucky because the world com- is compared and composed of two kinds of people. She is one person for whom, if it isn't perfect, it isn't good. Who's my husband, and who is it? One of those kind of perfect lawyers, and she has another person for whom very good is good enough, and that's me. And I said, if I had to get to the moon, if I was a rocket scientist trying to get something to the moon, I'd be, you know, two miles off. And I'd say, well, that's pretty close considering where I was starting from. It's not good enough. <laughs> and uh, But it is good enough for huge number of situations. It's not good enough for getting to the moon. You don't want to pursue if you're the kind of person who doesn't, enjoy dotting every I and crossing every T, the kind of projects that you need to get to the moon about. No, I, I, and I think that's, you know, I, I, I think that's a really, really great way to make a distinction between different professionals or people who are approach business differently and understanding that price range doesn't necessarily mean that it's good and bad. And I like that. It's really kind of perfection or not necessarily having to have for a particular issue um, that kind of perfection. It's, it's, it's interesting play. It's an interesting interpretation of words and an interesting way of understanding pricing and delivery and, and very positive. Right. If somebody's fallen down and bruised themselves, most competent medical people can figure out if an x-ray is needed um, and don't take the x-ray in case it's needed. Right. <laughs> No, I, no, I hear you. Yeah. It's it's very very interesting, but so, you know, how do you advise people to position themselves to figure out that, who their clients are? You know, to not just to figure out who their yes to figure out who their clients are, but you know how to say that you know, and I'm at this price point, and that's what you need to get this particular job done. Well, unless you're a brand new professional you've had a price point uh, set for you. You might want to change it, but let me start with you've had it set for you. Um, I'm familiar with lawyers. Lawyers go to their first law firm. It might be a firm that's charging 800 to to $1,000 an hour unless they stay at that sort of firm, and most don't. 
that's not likely to be their price point. But more often, it's at a firm where you're, they're being charged, say, 250 to 500 an hour, which unfortunately is what lawyers cost these days. I mean, to the buying public, it's unfortunate. And um, you have a price point. You leave, you go to a different place, you go to your own place. You start out with that price point. Start out with what you have been charging. It is possible that uh, you will lower it for some clients. You don't have to charge exactly the same thing to everybody, by the way, but what you do have to do is charge very similar amounts. There are ways to decide if you're going to charge by the project, charge by the hour. Um, but that's how do you know? You know what your you know what your client is prepared to pay. I have doing my work. I have pitched uh, rainmaking uh, skills to lawyers who say, "Well, I don't want to buy that whole package. It's too expensive for me. I'd like to buy ten hours." Do you have an hourly rate? I do have an hourly rate. You know, you end up in the conversation with somebody. Yeah, no, no, and I understand. I want to talk more about this in the next segment, Casey. Talk a little bit more about pricing, and I want to talk about some psychological phenomenons with you, um, failing, what that means, how you teach people not to fear failure. Um, this is all a part of what you do, and we are so appreciative that you're sharing your experience with us on the air. And why don't you go ahead and give us your URL, Casey? Uh, www.victor, V-I-C-T-O-R-L-S, lionseal.com. Okay, for those of you that want to check out Casey after the show, please go check out her website. We'll be back right after this commercial break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of PR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. We're back, and we're with Casey Victor, and we're having a wonderful conversation about rainmaking. This is talking about really business development and how to 
how to go about it, things you have to do, things you have to think of, ways that you have to position yourself, knowing how to connect with people. Now I want to talk a little bit about confidence and fear and how that gets in the way and how Casey might um, talk to her clients about getting over fear. And fear is so real, Casey, particularly, you know, bad economic times, People probably get turned down a lot more than they would if it were a healthier economy and it's not personal. What do you say to them? Well, I say that try to find what happened that was successful if you got turned down. If you got turned down, it means you had a conversation. If you had a conversation, hold on to what was successful about that conversation. The person let you in the room for some reason. doesn't mean you want to start trying to batter down the door next week or next month, but there was enough of a connection that you got in front of a human being. So at that point, it looks really tacky if you do it in the next 10 days, but you can certainly do it in the next 10 weeks. If I was in somebody's office and looked behind their desk and saw photographs of their family on a whitewater rafting trip, the next time I found a print article or a web article that was about white water rafting, I would manage to email it or snail mail it to that person and say, saw the photos behind your desk, thought this would interest you. What can you do for the other person is always, always, always the question. And fear doesn't interfere with that. Fear makes us very self-centered instead of other-centered. But one of the great corollaries to that is that when we get other-centered, we get less fearful. I'm not worried about me if I'm thinking about you. (laughs) And that's, I know you've spoken about this when we've had lunch, and it's, you know, it's it's an interesting, I mean, it's a mind switch. Mm -hmm. And if you're thinking about the others, fear is going to kind of dissipate, right? I mean, is that it? It will totally dissipate. And not only if if I'm thinking about them, but I actually have to be doing things. It is a kind of mind switch because it's all of a sudden people are, you know, sort of (coughs) in the back of my mind. Somebody who turned me down for business six months ago is not going to be in the forefront of my mind. The person who either didn't turn me down or myself, I'll be in the forefront of my mind. But... In the background of my mind, as I go through my life, I can. Rem- it just happened with me this morning. I met somebody at a business meeting yesterday who was talking about alternative ways to organize companies by different sorts of social structures. I happen to have been invited and attended two events at an organization that is primarily dedicated towards a kind of new consciousness about corporations. I don't know if this person's going to be seriously interested in this organization, but right before you, I got on this radio show with you, I sent her an email that said, FYI, look at this website. I mean, that's the kind of thing we do, and the payoff may not be immediate. So for those listeners who are really worried about where's my next paycheck coming from, Am I going to be able to meet my mortgage payment? Am I going to be able to uh, put food on the table this week? It is not easy to do this, but it works. Uh, you know, if you're not worried about this week or next week or next month, but you're worried about six or eight months from now, it does not typically take more than a number of months to pay off. Right. 
Right. No, I, I, I hear you. I, um, a lot of encouraging stuff here. Um, gotta think of the positive, right? I mean, I know that sounds very, well, I think basic. the only way to think of the positive you know? is to be, you know, other focused. Uh, if somebody's listening to this show and just got one good idea about how to get new business, that person, congratulations to you, whoever you are, has had a good day. Uh, no, and I think that's that's very it, it's it's focus, it's positive thinking. And by um, the way, if you're really upset and angry and depressed, it's okay to put your head down for just a few minutes. Don't put it down for a few hours or a few days. No, you gotta you gotta pick yourself up and go out for the hunt again. But you don't have to pretend that everything's wonderful inside. You just have to go out, as you say, for the hunt again, and you have to go out and try to be helping other people. Service professionals, that's all we do. It's, it's interesting. You know, one of the things that you always talk about in a common theme is, you know, how do you constantly think of others? How do you always have somebody else in mind? Um, and if, you, you know, if you're not thinking of others very often, how do you think about others more? And I think that's one of your sweet points. Am I correct? Yes, and it ends up grooving into feeling good. I mean, there are all sorts of psychological studies. I can't pull any of them up at the moment. But it really, if you spend, if somebody who's not used to it spends a week or two weeks every day doing one or two things that are unasked for and helpful to others, send them the newspaper article, uh, invite them to a lecture that you're going to you think they will also enjoy. You don't necessarily have to pay for them, by the way. You know, um, all those kinds of things. Um, you will start to feel better. It actually works on the brain. And when you start to feel better, you'll be able to do even more of it, and then people will want to do business with you. No, it's very true, and you and I are both members of an organization called Provisors, and I think that we can think about so many people who do exactly what you are talking about in the providers community, and those are the ones that are successful. We can think of them in our heads, yes. you know. Uh, you're one of them, obviously. You well, practice so are you, but you. thank you. Well, thanks too. But, you know, we we are in different regions, so we know different people, but we could think of people every day who are looking for ways to help other Provisors members, and they become so respected. I mean, yes, people might realize that this is a way that, you know, they are eventually wanting to make a sell or make some rain, but it doesn't matter. They're paying it forward, and it's not uncomfortable. It's much better than picking up the phone the non-Provisors way and saying, hey, I want to meet with you and talk about selling life insurance. Yes, because most people at most times either don't want it at all or don't need a new life insurance salesman. Yeah, but if you if you meet a life insurance salesman and provisors that is so good to you and you and has proven to you that they're professionally um, capable mm-hmm. and very good at people skills and seemingly intelligent, guess what? Under the right circumstances you might refer them to somebody that needs them. Absolutely. So basic. 
But I always say it's circumstantial. My One of my buzzwords and provisors is it's circumstantial because you can't always refer business to everybody right away. I mean, but if you, you know, if the right opportunity comes up for somebody that you know, you're going to, and like, and trust, you're going to refer it. Well, I have a phrase that I, not sure how much I've used in provisors, but that I've used in my life for many decades, which is simply that life is unpredictable. And if you have tentacles out in all sorts of ways, and tentacles mean relationships, uh, things things come back. They don't necessarily come back quid pro quo. I mean, in fact, that's probably one of the mindsets to get out of your head if you're trying to be a rainmaker. It is seldom quid pro quo. If I've given somebody, let, let's use your life insurance salesperson. If I've given a life insurance salesperson a recommendation of a client, uh, that does not necessarily mean that that life insurance salesperson will send me back business. I have to stop caring if it's exactly, you know, a two-way street. It could be a long route around the, you know, neighborhood, but uh, but things come back. Things always come back. Yeah. I'm always, always a believer of pushing it forward, and that wasn't. I didn't even learn that in business. I learned that as a kid. Yeah. In Queens, see, that's our commonality, <laughs> right? Yes, I grew up in Rigo Park. I don't remember where you grew up. I it, well, I grew up in Flushing. So, right. um, right. and talking about growing up, you have a very interesting background, very interesting education. You want to talk about that a little bit? Well, I'd be happy to talk about it, but I suspect it. Uh, you know is not relevant to most of your audience. Um, I went to good schools my whole life, but I believe what you're talking about is my college. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could give a little short thing and then how you started your career. And, sure. You know. That I'd be happy to do. Okay. Um, I went to a place called St. John's College, which if uh, people know about it at all, they know about it as the great book school. It's a four-year required curriculum, all original sources, no textbooks. I then I went to law school because I thought law had to do with justice. It sometimes does, um, but um, more often it has to do with commerce. So I ended up being a uh, finance lawyer at one of the large municipal finance firms. Did that for about four years. Uh, then went to legal aid. Did that for about a year, criminal appeals. And the only two things I ever wanted to do would be a lawyer and be a psychotherapist. So when I didn't want to be a lawyer anymore, I went to social work school. I did not complete social work school. I don't have a degree. I became a legal recruiter thinking I could be a lawyer and a therapist. And I did legal recruiting exclusively for about 25 years. A company I owned and ran had, was deemed the best recruiting company in New York. I'm good at that. But in this deep recession, it's my fourth recession recruiting, in this deep recession, there was very little placement. Uh, people weren't hiring, and when they were, they were often hiring people they knew, or connections at least. So I started to sell what I'd been giving away, because almost from the get-go, when uh, lawyers would come to me and say, I want to move at an upper level, at a partner-type level, I'd ask them how much business they had. And if it wasn't enough, I said, well, you can't move, but let's increase your business. So now I very pinpointedly ask the questions. Who do you know? How do you know them? Um, let's develop a business plan. Um, so that's that's my background. Um, giving out um, advice usually asked for 
occasionally not all the time to people about how to push their careers along. Right, well, we have to take another commercial break, and then we're in our last segment, Casey. So I want you to think about things to summarize in the I'd last segment. To. We covered a lot of stuff in terms of our plan talking points, but think about what you might want to add. And I really encourage people, particularly lawyers, I know a lot of you listen to my show, please check out Casey's website. I I really have grown to like, trust, respect, enjoy Casey very, very quickly, this woman knows what she's talking about, and she's not afraid to pick up the phone. That much I'll tell you. Don't go away. We'll be back right after these commercials. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not. But she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Back in our last segment with um, Casey Victor, and we're talking about rainmaking. Casey, I have a question for you. Um, personal experience, and I want to hear your um, expert opinion. Oftentimes, my partner and I um, find ourselves being, well, we're always very honest. When we have a new client coming in, we are brutally honest. Um, we do not we do not overpromise and we give a very um, conservative assessment of what we feel that we can accomplish on behalf of a client because of our experience many people in my field which is pr and marketing you hear that you know there's a lot of hacks out there and they make you promises and they charge you a lot of money and then they don't deliver my partner and i have really um established a reputation that we don't do that. We are, when we take a job that we think we can do, we will do it very, very, very well. If we think that the press will not really embrace a particular issue or subject, we're going to be brutally honest with the people who are coming to see us and let us know that assessment. I think in the long term, we're respected. I think in the short term, sometimes, um, 
you know, it, it doesn't make that potential client happy when we tell them that we don't think that it has PR legs. What are your thoughts about that? Honesty always good? Honesty is always good. Brutal honesty were the words that made me, you know, cringe a little bit. I think that, uh, it's important to tell people what you can do for them and not exaggerate that. I mean, I could imagine, you know, if you had a client come to you saying, uh, this is really a quote from a book review of many years ago, you want to turn elephants into peach trees, you would tell them you can't get them press anywhere. <laughs> but, um, I don't what, know why, it sounds sexy. Yeah, it sounds good, but it sounds impossible. <laughs> um, you know, so what, if there's something you can also say, I could do this for you if you would like. In my case, when people, and by the way, I should let your radio audience know this, people who either don't want to or can't purchase my rainmaking services, on my website, there are numerous articles. There, I blog. There's an easy subscription to the blog. If there is something to give away, and sometimes the giveaway isn't articles or a blog if you don't have those things, uh, it might be, may I send you away with this one piece of advice? This is something you could do. Uh, you know, a client that you may not be able to handle PR for might still, if they've got connections to a community group or a place of worship, they may be able to speak there and spread their news a little bit, those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. No, well, maybe brutally was a, was a rough word, but sometimes if a person... They, they take it brutally. <laughs> yeah, you know, they, they interpret it wrong. We, I always give a giveaway... I mean, I'm talking about myself personally, right. um, but we'll always give them um, an analysis of the landscape. And if a lawyer thinks that they have this um, unprecedented win, for example, and I'm using law as an example because that's the area that you know you're in, um, sometimes a lawyer will think that something's unprecedented, but if you present it to the legal reporter at the New York Times, they might not think it's as unprecedented. Exactly. And, so there are a uh, few things I haven't said yet that I'd like to get in this show. Yeah, please do. I mean, this is all about you. I'm shining the light well, on you. thank you so much. Um, it is not only not the wrong thing to do, it is the right thing to do if you're trying to get a client to come at the client from as many ways as possible. I don't mean cold call as many ways as possible. That probably doesn't make sense because if you're a stranger to Jane, you're a stranger to Joe, you're a stranger to Jack. But if there's an organization where somebody, <coughs> excuse me, knows the CEO, the CFO, and the COO, you're allowed to call all three of them. You have to tell them that you've contacted the others, but you never know who knows who knows who. Um, I'm in the middle of a deal right now that I got into because I tried to get into it in two ways, and it's the second one that worked. You know, it's sometimes people say, well, I don't want to step on Susie's toes. If it's the kind of organization where uh, internally people will feel their toes are stepped on, uh, you have to be careful anyway. So use your multiple contacts. I mean, there are organizations like that, but as long as you disclose what you're doing. If you're turned down for a piece of business, and often, as we say, you will be, you're allowed to ask why. If you're too upset, you won't think of asking why. Try not to be that upset. 
because frequently it has nothing to do with you, and you'll actually have an opportunity to know when to call back. I mean, in the legal world, sometimes it's as simple as um, a former in-law of the client um, who they now dislike because it's a former in-law works at the company, and uh, it's not going to happen. Works at your law firm. It's just not going to happen. Well, if everybody's gotten beyond that, if everybody's gotten happily remarried, you can you can make this phone call again. Right, right. Uh, that makes sense. What else? I know that you have a checklist that you want to get through because so I want to ask well, you to continue. remember to ask your prior clients for business. They're your best resources. Somebody you haven't worked with in a year, six months, you can call up and say, uh, "Is there anything I can help you with?" Um, either you know. Off the, off the record uh, for just, you know, a short amount of time or how are you doing? Can we have a cup of coffee? Can we have lunch? Oh, always, always, always. If you've invited somebody out, pick up the lunch tab. Okay. okay. No. Well, that's um, that's good advice for sure. I mean, if I you've mean, invited them, they're expecting to have lunch bought. Yes. No, I, I understand that. I mean, you know, they might argue, but you always have to pick up the if they argue and it's a little bit of a fight that's fine you can say thank you but uh, but don't don't let the check sit there no never let the check just pick it up right. i understand that yeah. um anything else are you going through a list or well i'm uh if you have a question i i mean be prepared for these meetings you know the um and i guess once again i just want to focus on altering your expectations because it really is possible almost every single time to walk away from a meeting thinking that something good occurred in that meeting that you can then take forward to other events. Okay, and one I do have one final question, and then we are coming to the end of the mm-hmm. segment, but I want to say to my listeners that this is a really, really great show to learn about business. I mean, Casey, you are a rainmaker, but this is really about business development. At the end of the day. So I want to encourage my listeners to go back to the beginning of the show and listen from the start. So how does someone who doesn't think of others come to think of others? That's the last question. Practice. Um, find this week, not next week, this week, in your encounters with people, find two people who you think you actually could like. If you like them, pay extra attention and uh during the course of the week, uh, I guess the week is largely over, during the course of this week and next week, uh, figure out something you can do for them. Um, they just told you that their child is going to XYZ college and, uh, you know, Google something about an event at the college. Say, uh, did you know about this event? I mean, I'm being silly, but I'm not being silly. Oh, Pick you are not people. silly. Pick two people and do something for them before the end of next week. And I and I think that's great. And I I can't press enough how much, you know, particularly if you're a lawyer and if you're really trying to think of ways to develop business. I endorse and sanction um, Casey Victor. If I were a lawyer, she'd be working with me right now. Um, Thank you. I think I think that you you really know how to get people out there. Um, you really know how to. Home, help people hone their skills, but particularly with networking. And um, you know, you're very, you're a very, very good coach and a and a and an excellent um, doer. 
I mean, one of the things that resonates with me um, from conversations that we've had is that you're never afraid to pick up the phone and ask anybody anything. And I think that that's a really good statement to leave with everybody at the end of the show, don't you? Yes, and speaking of that, uh, for your lawyer listeners, uh, particularly those in the L.A. area, I do give uh, about hour-long talks in conference rooms about rainmaking. Most of it is very particular, but there is enough that is general and generic that I can do that. If anybody's interested, please get in touch. Okay, and I will certainly let the lawyers I come into contact with know that and tell them that they have to listen to this show, Casey. My husband was in the same room with you last week, and he was sorry that he didn't get to say hello to you. Oh, well, we can, we can arrange that out of that room. Okay. Well, okay. listen, thanks so much, Casey Victor, Victor Legal Solutions, and um, VictorLS.com. I got it right. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, listen, have a great weekend. Thank you for joining the show, and it will be uploaded by the end of day tomorrow on www.voiceamerica.com. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody, be safe. Listen, um, listeners, I'm going to be off air for the next couple of weeks, so you will hear have the opportunity to hear Casey Victor again um, because I will be traveling to Alaska, and I won't be doing the show live. See you in a couple of weeks. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. I am an American Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio.